Hello and welcome. My name is Clemens Che and I'm a research fellow at the Middle East Institute in Singapore. Joining me today is Simon Chadwick, who is the Global Professor of Eurasian Sport at M. Lyon Business School in Paris. The overarching theme of our chat today is on politics and sport. And of course, we've all seen the hype surrounding the Saudi takeover of Newcastle United Football Club. But Simon, welcome. I'd like to ask you, what's at stake here and why now? What are Saudi Arabia's wider political goals connected to the sport? Thank you for inviting me to be here. Uh, I'll try to be fairly brief and short and sharp in my answers. Uh, what we know is that Saudi Arabia uh, at the moment is investing very, very heavily into sport um, as, as part of its pursuit of Vision 2030. By my estimate, the country is investing maybe somewhere in excess of a uh, trillion dollars in sport right now. Um, much of that is being spent domestically on the creation of infrastructure with a view to hosting events and driving tourism, also establishing Saudi Arabia as a hub for, for global sport. But as we know, the, the country is also investing um, principally through the Public Investment Fund, uh, overseas assets of which Newcastle United is one. This is about diversifying the economy, utilising existing wealth, uh, looking ahead to uh, changes in the world economy, and in particular, the use of carbon fuels. I think it's also about uh, Saudi Arabia addressing um, some sociocultural challenges around, uh, for instance, gender equality, but also addressing uh, problems that the country faces in terms of uh, health and active lifestyle. But of course, I think there are some political dimensions in here as well. Uh, nation branding, nation building, soft power. Uh, we hear this phrase, uh, sport washing, very often. I think that's probably uh, a subject for, for, for much deeper and broader discussion at another point. But certainly this is not just about football. I think football is the means to an end. Uh, the end in itself is, is much broader, much more complex and multidimensional. Thanks, Simon. Interestingly, just yesterday, the UK Minister for Investment at the Department for International Trade Lord Jerry Grimstone, he announced Sabic's plan, Sabic being the Saudi Arabian MNC, Chemical Manufacturing Company, which is also a subsidiary of the state-owned Aramco. Now, these plans revolved around Sabic's prospective investments of around £850 million in Tees Valley, also like Newcastle in the northeast of, of England. And the money is projected to create and safeguard a thousand jobs in the chemical facility intended for decarbonisation. So, we can pretty much interpret this move by the Saudis as a strategic one ahead of COP26, the climate change conference, a sort of win-win situation when you signal your country's intentions, but also take a step at permeating the location itself. Now, Simon, you recently tweeted about Paris being an important node of Qatar's network of cultural and diplomatic influence. I'd like to ask a question, also linked to the Qatari-owned PSG football club, is sports ownership, in this case, football, the gateway to longer, more strategic influence in a city? So I, I, I think one, one of the things you've got to keep in mind about football, um, about sport in general, but specifically about football, it, it is that it's part of uh, the popular global narrative. Everybody knows football. You know, many people are engaged with it. Uh, and, and it provides a lever to achieving other things. And if you go to, for example, uh, corporate hospitality boxes at any Champions League game um, during a season, it's very interesting who you'll find in these boxes. Your politicians, leading business figures, 
uh, key influencers. And, and so football enables in a way that many people might not realize. What's really interesting about the Northeast and about Newcastle is, is, is that that whole area, historically heavy industry, certainly on Teesside, chemicals and oil, uh, also some gas, uh, but it's in the process of, of, of um, repositioning itself and, and, and re-establishing itself as a, as a, as a source of um, competitive advantage in, in, in the wind power industry. And so I think the, the, the kind of win-win-win is, is that the Saudi Arabians clearly are looking to invest in, in, in uh, renewable energy sources. Northeast is already developing this competence, this expertise. But for the British government, uh, the Northeast is a, uh, is, is, is a, a former working class, red wall voting um, uh, set of constituencies. And Boris Johnson needs to make good on electoral promises to, to this area. And so by involving the Saudi Arabians, he not only gets uh, jobs and, and the safeguarding of, of firms and industry in the region, obviously he builds the relationship with Saudi Arabia at the same time, but essentially he does all of this without spending any money. And, and this is why I think that, that the Johnson government intervened so heavily in the Newcastle United, the, the long stalled Newcastle United takeover by the Public Investment Fund, because it wasn't just about football. It wasn't just about the Premier League. It wasn't even just, I think, about the, the World Trade Organization piracy investigation that was taking place involving Qatar and Saudi Arabia. It was something much more nuanced and complex and, and certainly based upon the longer term relationship between Britain and Saudi Arabia. Thanks, Simon. And if you're joining us today, do also join us next week for an hour-long webinar where we will dive deeper into these issues with Simon once more. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Clemens.